This is our first session on 1 Thessalonians 2, 17-20, the end of chapter 2, and it's a very, very happy session and a happy paragraph. But since we were orphaned from you, I'll come back to that word, that translation, orphaned, brothers, for a short time, in person, not in heart, we endeavored the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face, because we wanted to come to you, I, Paul, again and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. So we're going to focus on that next time. But for now, let's watch him pile up the evidences of his affection for them and then ask, why is he doing this? Father, I pray that one of the effects of this time together over Paul's lavish affection for these people would make us more affectionate towards fellow believers. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Since we were orphaned, now it's usually translated torn from you or cut off from you, but the word really is orphanizo. It's just, it's orphaned. And uh, it's not meant to be taken too literally because he follows it immediately with brothers, <laughs> which would be very odd. The picture is one of Paul drawing attention to himself as a child who loves the Thessalonians with the kind of affection that he would feel if they had just died. Isn't that what being orphaned means? My parents just died and left me without anybody. That's a very strong statement to say. That's how affectionately desirous of you we are. Remember, he has already said in verse 7, we were gentle among you like a nursing mother. And in uh, verse 11, you know how like a father with his children we exhorted each one of you. And now he's saying, and we're like your children <laughs> and you're our brothers. In other words, he's using every possible relational connection in a family to draw out the reality of his affections for them. It really is quite remarkable. Let's, let's count them, or I'm just going to circle them. So that draws attention to his childlike desire for them, the way a, an orphan child would desire his parents. Brothers draws attention to that filial relationship. For a short time, we were separated from you in person, not in heart. So he's saying, even though bodily we're separated, my heart is still with you. We endeavored to see you face to face. So this is a strong word for earnestness we endeavored, and then he adds eagerly, 
or strongly we endeavored. And then he adds, with great desire. (laughs) And then he adds, because we wanted to come to you. And then, isn't it interesting that he intrudes upon the we? So he's been saying we here, right? We. We. And now he he breaks in and says, I'm not just using the word we as a kind of cloak to hide my mild affections. And it's really Sylvanus and Timothy who want to come to you, and I'm just going along for the ride. No, he says, I, Paul, I am talking about my heart and my affections for you. And then he says, again and again. So it's, it wasn't just like, oh, every now and then, just once, twice, maybe, but rather repeatedly, there is this rising affection to want to be with them. But Satan hindered us. So if you step back and say, what's he doing? What he's doing is saying, I don't want you to think that my absence from you and my failure to return to you as a baby church that needs upbuilding, even though I've sent fellow workers back to you. I don't want you to think that my distance from you is owing to lack of affection for you. It's not owing to indifference to you. It's owing to satanic interruption. And I don't know for sure what this is referring to. Nobody does. Satan hindered us. Here's a suggestion. He's probably writing from Corinth. And my, oh my, did he have trouble in Corinth? So here he is writing um, to the Corinthians like this. Such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it's no surprise if his servants, his human servants, these, these workmen, these disguised ones, these so-called apostles of Christ, His servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. So he is saying here that there are satanic efforts in the church at Corinth that are consuming some of his time. And maybe that's the kind of thing he means when he says, Satan hindered us. In other words, I've had so much to deal with here because of the kind of satanic stuff that's been going on in the church in Corinth that I haven't been able to get away for your sake. So let's just name them and number them one more time. I'm treating myself as an orphan toward you. I love you as I would love my parents. I'm treating you as brothers in the family. I'm telling you that my heart is still with you. I'm telling you that I have a strong, earnest endeavor to come to you I'm adding the word eager to show that it's really strong. I'm adding the word with great desire to show how intense it is. And I'm telling you, I want, I really want, there's no mere sense of duty here. I want to come to you. And I'm telling you, it's me, Paul, not just a generic group of P 
people, I, Paul, and I'm saying it's over and over that I want to come, and the reason I can't come is not because of lack of interest or desire. It's because I've got my hands full with satanic opposition where I am, and I would love to come to you. So I, I would stand back from this and say, what, what are we to learn from this? I remember early on in, in my uh, thinking through the implications of the Christian heart, I used to say, well, love, you know, love is what's required of us. You don't have to like other Christians, <laughs> but, but you ought to love them. Well, yes, you should love people that you don't like. That's true. Even your enemies inside, outside the church. But that's really not the ideal, is it? This is the ideal. And if you don't feel that way toward the family of God because you've had bad experiences, ask God to do a great work in your heart towards other believers.